welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And tell the show, we're talking about how to figure out what your home is worth. Now, this is really important to know what the value of your house is, so you can figure out whether you can borrow more against it, especially if this is your owner-occupier. Or similarly, if you're about to sell your property, you probably want to have a fair idea of, you know, what might it actually go for? But how do you figure that out? Well, we've got five steps that you can progressively go to to try and get an accurate idea of, well, what is that home worth? So what's number one, Andrew? Number one is to do an online valuation or an e-estimate, sometimes they're called. So you take your property details and you enter them into a site like homes.co.nz, QV, Trade Me or OneRoof. And the great things about this is, well, you get the number straight away. And it takes into account similar properties that have sold recently. The downside is it can't tell how nice your house is. It can't tell if you've recently renovated your home or redecorated your home. It might if you do like a council consent, but if you're just doing cosmetic renovations or tidying up, then it's not going to be 100% accurate. So it is always going to have a certain amount of inaccuracy. So remember, our top pick is always QV because we think they're the most accurate based on how they calculate that. And we've got in previous episodes why that is. So you can search them on our website. On average, homes.co.nz was 9.81% inaccurate for the three months prior to June 2022. So if Homes said the property is worth a million dollars, it's somewhere between 900000 and $1.1 million. So it's quite a big range. range. Yeah, range. That's huge, yeah. actually, if you think about it. The average property, almost 10% inaccurate. That's the average and property. And given it's, given it's plus or minus, that's a $200,000 difference on a $1 million property. And in fact, we've got a map on, on our website, and if producer David reminds me, we'll link it in the show notes, where you can see how inaccurate homes.co.nz is based on your area. So I think on average, only about one in two properties sell within 10% of the purchase price. So 10% above or 10% below. So the reason this is step one is, yep, you get the dollar figure straight away, but it's also not very accurate. Now, while you're on that website, though, make sure you just take a note of the council valuation. So that's sometimes called CV, RV, GV, and you can get it on all of those websites. Now, although we're not big fans of when people say, oh, properties are currently selling 10% above CV or 50K above CV, I do think it can still help us perhaps get in the right ballpark give us some info on the properties and it can be useful to know when you take it to the next step, but I'd be pretty careful with it. Now, step two is I would be looking at the Ryan's house price index and compare it to your last valuation or purchase price. So I'll tell you what I mean by that. The Real Estate Institute of New Zealand house price index is arguably the most accurate way of tracking the market and current market changes. Now, if you got a valuation done five years ago, Take a look at that valuation and multiply it by the change in the market. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, we're really trying to say, if my property increased at the market rate, what would it be worth today? So you got a property, it was worth $500,000 five years ago. You check out the HPI, the house price index. Oh, the market doubled, sweet. So ballpark, perhaps your house is worth a million dollars if it increased in line with the market rate. And I think once you take that and you take homes.co.nz or QV, put two and two together, we start to get a sense of the market there. Now, there's one big con about the HPI, as I like to call it. 
It's that it's not actually public. You can't log in unless you're a real estate agent. Unless you're paying five grand, you're not going to get access to the starter. So what I've done is I've built you a little tool. Isn't it amazing how many tools you can come up with on your weekend and then you defer all the ones that I ask you to do? Well, it's because it's, because it's my weekend, <laughs> Andrew. And I was sitting there thinking, I was thinking about this problem. I'm like, Were well, you in my office? Yeah, then I, I own that time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, it's such a con. It's not made public. But I, then I thought, <laughs> well, actually, if I put it in a tool, then I wouldn't be breaking the fair use rules of that data. Oh, great. There's another lawsuit. <laughs> no, no. Jed Baird, CEO, listens to the show. CEO of Ryan's listens to the show. At least she told me that she does. Now's our chance to see. <laughs> And so I've built you a little tool where you can get a sense of what that market changes based on when your last valuation was done. So I'll link that in the show notes. You can play around with it. Hopefully this will give you some market insight. What's number three, Andrew? Number three is maybe dig into a bit more detail on one roof. So I mentioned that in step number one, but the good thing about one roof is that you can actually look at the properties which have recently sold around your house and actually see what kind of condition they're in, which means that you can make a better comparison because you can look at photos of the property if they're still online and see how nice the property is or was compared to your house. And so this is a step that something like homes.co.nz won't actually have because their algorithms are based on things like land size, house size, number of bedrooms. It doesn't take into account the aesthetics of the property or how well it's maintained. Then go and start yourself a little table in Word, put in the sale price, put in a rating. So superior, mildly superior, similar, mildly inferior, inferior, and put a bit of a description. So, you know, you might say address 123 Smith Street, sold for 900K. It was superior because it's got an extra bedroom. Then you might say 79 Duncan Drive, 800K, mildly inferior, not as nice on the inside. So based on that, your home value might be kind of at the lower end of the 800 to 900K range. And I think I love this process. I know you do, but ever since you decided to appoint yourself Chief Valuation Advisory Board, you like a little table. No, the reason I like it is because it takes the emotion out of it. So even if you look at 10 properties that recently sold around you, take a look at the real estate agent photos. Is it more? Is it less? And then you can place it within that range. You'll like this. So I was talking to an investor today who was getting a valuation done on their own property to leverage gates to buy an investment. And I asked about, you know, whether or not the amount that they needed it to be was realistic. And so he was going to go through and do a table like this based on your valuation episode. Yeah, great. I mean, that was back in episode 600 and something. What was it? But that is the process a valuer will actually do. They'll turn up with a table, with all of the different prices, and they'll try and say, well, where is it within that market? And by the time you get to this stage, you're going to have a pretty good idea of what your home is actually worth. And I think that it's really important to get at least an understanding of what it is. Again, so you know, is it realistic that I can leverage off this property by my next one? Now, step number four, and I'd probably only do this if you're really stuck after these three things. Maybe there's not a lot of sales in your area. Maybe you don't have a lot of good data. Maybe homes.co.nz hasn't given you a valuation. That's where you might talk to a real estate agent. And these guys will typically offer free appraisals because this is the way they generate business and try and sell some properties. Now, what are they actually going to do? Generally, a real estate agent is going to log into Property Guru. That's an online piece of software that's created by uh, CoreLogic. It's a paid tool. I know some of you guys have it. And they're basically going to do the same assessment that Andrew just did 
as if he went into one roof, except it's a bit more automated for them. So they'll take a look at similar properties that have sold and they'll make an assessment of how nice your property is compared to those properties. Now, the benefit of doing this actually is you've got someone else doing the work for you and actually looking at your property. The con is that you can't do it at home on your computer at 10 p.m. at night with a glass of red wine in your hand. <laughs> Best you know. time to do anything. Well, when else are you ever going to get something done? Once the kids have gone to sleep and you know, you've know you got home from work, all those kinds of things. And so you've got to wait a bit before you actually get the answer. Now, if after all of that, you haven't come to a good conclusion. What's step number five? Step number five is you hire a professional. So you get a valuer, a registered valuer to come in and actually do an inspection. Now, this is the only one that actually going to cost you money of the steps that we've given you, but you get a professional registered valuer to come out and look at the property. Now, one thing I want to mention here is if you're doing this just so that you've got a gauge for yourself, you can go and order this through uh, whoever you want. You can ring up Bailey's, you can ring up uh, you know, Full Baker, whoever you want to ring up, you can get them to do it. If you're going to use this with the bank, you probably need to get your broker to do it because if you've gone direct, often that won't be a valuation that you can use for the bank because you've ordered it directly. So just have a conversation with the broker about this. But basically they're going to come out and they're going to do the same process that we've just discussed, but they've got more experience. So again, most people would probably only do it if and when the bank actually asks for it and they will do it through their software, through either Velocity or CoreLogic, but it's the gold standard. And if you go back to episode 663, we did a really good episode where Ed talked through his experience getting evaluation and massaging the valuer's expectation to get the result that he wanted. Oh, we got a fantastic result. I can't believe that was 663. It feels like only yesterday, but that was a great example. Oh, that was such a good one. You know, I, te- I actually went on QV the other day, yeah. checked the value of that one. Uh, it's up another 20K. Oh, you, oh. Sh- you should write to them with one of your tables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way under, which actually did make me think, oh, gosh, God, I can borrow more against yeah, that. Yeah. Like, oh, it's amazing, isn't it? I'm a debt hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I am. I'm a debt hoe. I just want more of it. You and me both. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if after this you're thinking, oh, it's time for me to invest, I've got some equity then your next step's to come in for a portfolio planning session. Look, I won't chew your ear off about it. Whip out your phone, send us a text. Our number's 5522. Text us the word plan and we'll give you a buzz, see if it's the right fit for you. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Murphy. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time... 